Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Five, four, three, two, one. You got it! It's time for episode 5614 of Food Charted, the show where comedians and musicians discuss the top five songs and movies of the week. Congratulations. You have reached Checkpoint Rocktober 2022 on the road to summer. 2023. <laughs> it's an important step. It's a necessary step. It is. And I'm it's your host. All a step. Yeah, I'm your host, H. Michael Cray, a.k.a. Chart Linklater, Howard Kramer. What's up, stars? How's it going, man? Yeah, it's a long journey to summer. You know, yeah. it starts the year before, you know, it starts. So it starts. Here we are. You know, there's all these steps, and uh, we'll go into the turkey and the presents and the playoffs. This is just uh, one big step getting us in there. Well, we did a great thing last year that I'm super happy we're continuing this year, which which makes this non-summer season a a little sweeter, is we're starting this Rocktober thing. You know, we're interviewing musicians, rock stars, uh, artists This is the greatest uh, tradition yet. Absolutely. Definitely. And, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited. We have someone back. I'm excited to talk to them. Uh, there's been news. There's been all kinds of things going on. They, he was with us last Rocktober, and he's back again now. Here he comes. <laughs> oh, here and I am. <laughs> and you know him from the Mighty Giants. Hey, hey, hey. How's John Flansburg. Woo! Boo! Hey. How's it going, Howard? How's Great it going, to see Brett? you again. Hey, hey, I got, hey. A, I got a show question for people listening to this show. Sure. I, well, what, you always, Howard, you always call Brett, like, starred? Oh, uh, yes, yeah, starred. That's a holdover from the okay. early days. Okay. Um, what happened was we were all getting nicknames, and... Uh, he had made some homemade mustard, and okay. um, so I brought it on the show for everyone to to try. Wow, you were yeah. a, a foodie back in the original foodie days. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he spearheaded that whole movement. And then uh, what happened was Kulop at that time was calling me We, which is like how she just took the how off of the Howie. So then they took the Moo 
off of the mustard and he became starred. I understand. And, uh, it all we makes usually, sense now. We never usually explain it because it takes that long to, to I, do well, so. Uh, it just, for me, it, it just yeah. really helps. I always really think helps. there's mu- there must be a lot of people out there who have no idea what that word is you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we go back to Brett. Brett's for a minute. <laughs> How about um, Franz? Uh, Franz Bredenand? I don't know. It just popped <laughs> sure, into yeah. my head. Okay. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Hey, John, so great to have you back. It's um, great to be here. You've been through some trials and tribulations uh, since your last appearance. Yeah, you yeah. had a rough, rough summer this year. Yeah, I, I, had, I, had, yeah, I had the worst I had the worst summer of all. I was, uh, I was uh, uh, in, in, uh, in the hospital for a while, and then I was uh, stuck in bed for like a couple months. I, um, I got hit by I was I was coming home from the very first show I had done since COVID started. We we started off COVID with like forty five sold out shows to to do across the United States and they all had to be rescheduled and finally they were starting up again. This was in June and uh it was a glorious night at the Bowery Ballroom incredible crowd oh, yeah. incredible crowd everybody's wearing masks which was like beautiful and um you know i was just about as happy as i could possibly be and i was with this uber driver and uh the car got we got uh t-boned uh in manhattan and the car got flipped and Whoa. i got uh as as the doc i was like you know when you get when you're in a big car accident like you have this crazy adrenaline that you don't realize is kind of masking everything that's happening. I was just mm. in, you know, the trauma center of the Cornell Presbyterian medical thing. And they're doing all these tests and like, they've like, you know, they, they, you know, you go into this, this process and all of a sudden there's 14 people around you and they take, they tear off all your clothes instantaneously. Like there's a, a you know, a <laughs> team of people who's all know how to just, just you know, kind of carve just everything like off. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's yeah. like the you know it's like the hospital equivalent of like you know Chippendales or something. Right. Where all of a sudden it's like oh, okay. I am yeah. now entirely naked in front of all these people, and then they you know they put you through the cat skin and all that other jazz. Um, but uh, it's like know, the Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan yeah. ripping his uh, you yes. know tank top was, off. Yeah, and uh, so. But, you know, after things settled down, I said to the doctor, like, I got to drive to Washington, D.C. tomorrow morning, doc. Like, you got to let me out. I can't be, like, hung up in the emergency room all night. And he was like, he was like, dude, like, um, as far as I can tell from these x-rays, you've broken most of your ribs and and half of them in a couple of places. Like, you're not going anywhere tomorrow. You're like that fallen soldier that thinks they're still still going home on tomorrow's furlough. You got to understand, doc, I got to drive four hours. It's like, He's like, you're going to be lying in a bed for the next two months. And, oh, and he just boy. knew it. He just knew it. So, uh, you know, it was a, it was a long, long time. And uh, it what was a so- bummer to change gears. I mean, you're coming out of pandemic. You're so psyched to be getting oh, yeah. out on the road. And yeah, that's yeah. 
got to be the biggest downer of it all, right? Yeah, it was it was really unreal. I mean, you know, being in the hospital for a week, like if for anybody out there who's like uh, wants to become like a creative writer, just find a way to sneak into like the trauma mm. center of a hospital because I was in a room and they kept every like six or 12 hours, they would change out whoever was in the room with me. So it was like this like one act play with another person and oh, whatever they were trauma people. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, every story was like super dramatic and super different and crazy. And, uh, it was just a wild that that whole week was just a wild experience. And then and then when I got home, I was just, you know, in, you know, in my apartment with, and my wife, Robin, was like taking care of me. But I was really spent like a month and a half just staring at the ceiling, which was really, really boring. But uh, I don't know. Just because you I, weren't allowed to move. You couldn't pick up a, a guitar or anything. No, right? I couldn't. I couldn't even I couldn't sit up. I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. Oh my god! But uh, but I'm not, you know I'm good now, and I'm I'm very grateful just to be alive, and grateful that like my life is resumed. I mean, it could have been, it could have been so much worse and so much weirder. You know, a lot of things. I mean, it was it was it was all crazy. But I'm very happy to say that I'm a okay. Oh, well, that's and, the yeah. best news we could get. And has any of it made its way into song? Any of the experience has, has made its way in yet? Uh, not really. I mean, we actually, before we even started, uh, bef before this all happened, we'd started in on doing some recording. And uh, I, I, I wrote this song that I realized now <laughs> is like the most uh, fatalistic. It would have been, you know, if if I had been killed, it would have been the perfect song to to, <laughs> right. to, to, to release after my death. Um, right. But uh, but you know, unfortunately, would they have said you predicted it? Was it one of those kind of songs? Yeah, yeah it would have it would have been like that. But 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 you know, I'll I'm, I'll settle I'll settle for just the paradox that it that I didn't get killed. Right on. Yeah. I, I wonder if Marilyn Manson had to deal with that month and a half after he took his ribs out. Wow. Did just he, having uh, a lay there. Did, <laughs> yeah, is that, he knows that, the that same pain. I don't is know that, if that was ever true, but that was always like a, a, a urban legend going around. Oh yeah. Well, you know, yeah, the ribs are a weird thing. Like I've had since, since my, since then I've actually had barbecued ribs and I have a completely different appreciation for the, for <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the, the meat on the bones, the structural the integrity of yes, the bone. Yes, yeah. yeah. Did you check that the bones weren't broken or fractured or anything? <laughs> you know, I could actually, I, I could really talk about that for like five minutes, but I will spare everybody the, the details. Well, I don't know. We might want to get into it. But <laughs> yeah. let's let's jump into the music chart and see, yeah. see if it brings us back into, into ribs and we rib used meat. To play LPs. Oh, he knows right, here it. we go. Here we go. Chime in. Music. We used to play LPs, eight tracks, cassettes, and CDs. Yeah. Now we download and we stream. What's next? NFTs. Tunes. Nice. <laughs> wow, the well, Lord we, spared you to do that duet on the you know, music chart theme. Yeah. You know what's great about that song, though, is that at some point, NFTs will be bathed in the same warm nostalgia that... Yeah. Uh, that, that, <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Remember NFTs? So. Uh, <clears throat> oh, those things. Those right. pesky things. We'll right. have to find like a rhyme there for like the brain chip or whatever it becomes Yeah, next. whatever is next, my God. Yeah. 
What 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 was the lyric before it was NFTs? Oh, uh, it used to be. Um, what was now it? We uh, now we download. Oh, if you're a chartist, let me hear let you me scream. Hear you scream. Woo. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We needed a new uh, thing to come along to fill that spot. I was well, a placeholder luckily, until it some technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. perfectly. You know, screaming was probably the first music, probably the first form in the old right. days. Yeah. Neanderthal man. <laughs> I, I, wrote this, I wrote this song. It's called Ah! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that would be original. No one had ever done it before. Right. right. All the others are just samples. Right on. Hey, what's the chart this week? All right. I'm looking at the Spotify top in the USA chart. Excellent. Right on. That's Coming the real in. chart. Yeah. Coming in at number five. Number five. Harry Styles, as it was. Back back in business. I love the song. And, yep. you know, Harry Styles, kind of like Justin Bieber, like his image and his celebrity and his hugeness was kind of established before the really good tracks got rolling. I agree. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, this this track, first of all, I got a question. This is not the first song that has been on the chart that sort of sounds, sort of has that aha beat. Yeah. Which yeah. seems like a really recessive trait in music i mean like what how many songs sound like that aha song like that aha song was the only song that sounded like that right and now everybody has that like yeah dead little drum thing going on yeah yeah but it's it's that's a great way to describe it it's a really simple yeah why did that come why did that get copied yeah but you know but but i think like when people look back i mean Maybe I don't know if it's true of a younger generation, but when you look back on those songs from that era, from like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that song does really stand out as sounding really kind of cool. It has a fresh, yeah. you know, yeah, it does, it, yeah, it's a lot sound. cooler beat than like Wang Chung Tonight, you know, right. or, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, yes. and the uh, second you hear it with those, the little high mel- dancing melodies on top, like you instantly know what song you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, but I, but I have to say like, you know, the, the Harry Styles track, it's, it's like a joyful, it's a, it's an interesting, it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's an earworm for sure. Like it just yeah. sticks there. So that's only number, that's number five. So it's that's come down. Five. That was because for a while that was, it's, it's weird how the charts barely move these days too. Right. Like sludge. stick around for months. <laughs> Chart sludge. Yeah. Hey, what about yeah. um, that uh, Countdown Major Tom song? Was that Aha too? You know? Let below us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, no, that <laughs> wasn't Aha, uh-huh, but it did okay. have the kind of the same tinny sound a little bit. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah. Hockety, I believe, is the actual musical term. Oh, okay. Hockety? If you have like, uh, if, it, it, it's like if something is going like, uh, like you know, are you familiar with gamelan music? Yeah, a little uh, bit. You, like gamelan music has this thing where there's like two identical sounds kind of coming at each other. Like there are two players playing the same instrument, going like dicka 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 dicka, and it's like this weird rapid fire thing, and, and it's just like 
yeah, it's a hocket is interesting. It's, it's kind of syncopated it. together. Yeah, like. yeah. It's it's just it, they're absolutely equal, and they just battering back and forth. And that that beat always seems very uh, hockety to me. Is it cool. like phase where it's the same thing going on at the same time? It sounds like, like it's in succession, like rapid yeah. succession. Oh, uh, okay. Like everything. Uh, 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 what is the name of that New Orleans rapper? Um, Big Frida, the way oh, the yeah, echo yeah. always works on Big Frida's voice, it's like I'm Big Frida, 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 Frida. That's like that's like a hockety idea. Gotcha. Okay. You know. The syncopation. Yeah, love it. Learn something new. Damn, <clears throat> I'm I'm here. I'm here, man. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> caffeinated. I'm caffeinated. <laughs> All right, coming in at number four. Number four. Bad Bunny, TT me pregunto. Cool. Wow. Yeah. yeah it, it makes I me like so. That. It makes me so happy that Bad Bunny is like on the chart because it, like, doesn't it seem like? Well, was it a thing where if a song was in Spanish, it just wouldn't be on the charts before? Yeah. Because yeah. there have to have been chart selling worthy songs that were in Spanish, but we just didn't get them. So oh, think, yeah. Tons. I think also because that was so based on radio and radio was so oh, segregated right. into right. different markets. And so now it's just like we're all listening to these playlists and. Yeah, and I whatever mean, we want. So shout out to David Lee Roth. He put out "Eat 'Em and Smile" in Spanish. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it's um, like, but it's nice to just see it um, all folded together. Like it's just, it's more, yeah. it's just more democratic, you know. Totally. Yeah, and I, yeah. I like how it shifts around week to week. Like we were talking about last time about the Billboard chart, how it's just so stagnant. And somebody somebody pointed out to me later in DMs, like, yeah, that's because of it's based on radio tracking and that lags way behind and they play the same songs over and over. So it's cool to have something that's just moving with people how they how they're really listening. But I wonder yeah. I wonder if like if you're well, I don't even know if they're real top forty radio stations. I mean, I listen to like Hot ninety seven in New York, and that's all just you know hip hop, and it's a lot of it is very New York centric hip hop. But um, they don't play Bad Bunny. I mean, but they don't play exactly top four. I just wonder, uh, are there top forty stations ex that play that will go from you know Harry Styles to Bad Bunny, or is that just a station that exists in my dreams? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. I wonder if they do mm -hmm. wind up on the same playlist. I mean, but who's even? Um, I mean, I I don't know anyone that primarily listens to radio. You know, I just I mean, listen I to radio in the car. People. I've been driving yeah. like you know five hours a day every day for the last th three weeks on tour, and uh, I just you know get tired of whatever I've got going and. If it's not NPR, I'll just listen to the pop radio. But it's, <laughs> but it's pretty. It's it's I'm pretty retrograde. I mean, a lot of it is just a lot of it's the 20th century. It's it's or or it's oh, just yeah. like 
Jack you know, FM. this country, sort of corporate country, like, and you're painted on jeans. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know how many songs can be written with the phrase painted on jeans, but it appears to be unlimited. Uh, right. I really She's like it. out of the water with them. There was one like that last year. <laughs> I really like in that Bad Bunny song how they incorporate his laughing style. Whereas, like, you don't hear that often, that kind of laughing where they go, <gasps> like, oh, right. kind of sucking right. in, and he's just laughing in the middle of the verses. I've never heard that before. They got a yeah. great filter on his laugh suck. Because <laughs> yeah. there's always someone who does laugh like that. I've just never heard that in a song. All right. Cool. Coming in at number three. Number three. D4VD. I've never what? heard of them. Say What? D four V D. Son, I got some bad news. <laughs> uh, romantic homicide. Number three. This has got to be tied to Stranger Things. This, <laughs> I love how you think is, everything's Stranger Things. No. Any, but anything this downtrodden being number three, it just got to be a no. plot behind it. This is going to be for. And what's uh, the t- what's the title of this song? I don't. Know, I- don't you're under uh, underestimating Gen Z what they're listening to right now. I don't know. I might be overestimating them. <laughs> it's called Romantic Homicide. Wow, that is a a recessive trait. <laughs> <laughs> Another one popping up. Huh. I mean, I don't, uh, I, that is I don't that's know. totally new to me. I've not heard that track. Um, I wonder where it's. I really, yeah, I wonder what's uh, vaulting it into the charts. You know, whenever I hear that stuff, I think of uh, what's the one from back in the day? Uh, Say that again, Grandpa. <laughs> but that's how she sings it. It's, uh, you know, who it is. It's like Cowboy Junkies or one of those groups. Oh, yeah. oh right, Mazzy right, right. Star. Yeah, Mazzy Star. Oh, I got oh, it. Right. Okay. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I always just think of them as the best of that sound to me. If like that nailed it. And then uh-huh. if you're gonna go downtrodden, you gotta outdo Mazzy. Oh wow, yeah. Well All I right. love Jesus I love Jesus and Mary Chain. I don't know oh, if you yeah. ever were into that, those yeah, guys. Them. Yeah. But they were just I that I think they were kind of the backup band to Mazzy Star or some kind of, like Mazzy okay. Star was like the little sister band to Jesus mm-hmm. and Mary Chain. Did you ever some, do shows with bands like that? Like Bauhaus or those kind of You know, of bands? I've done lots of festivals with, you know, with, you know, like I mean, we did tons of new wavy festivals with with lineups that would, you know, kind of blow my mind now. Uh, right. But um, what was like the weirdest lineup? Like what were some weird bands you wound up with like back in the day? Oh, God. Um, well, well I mean, it might not seem, might not seem that weird. Uh, well, we 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 made the decision really early on. They might be trying to make the decision early on not to open for other bands because oh, okay. uh, it was a slower road, but at least we'd be kind of like the, the, the main event in our own lives. Like there's something yeah. very hard about opening. It's, it's different in comedy. I think open, you know, opening is not that and no. or being a middle or whatever in comedy is not, 
considered like the strange indignity it, that opening is in true, but it can be hard on tour when they're there for a whole different sensibility, and you just have yeah, to, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, probably we did. I'll I'll tell you one show that totally stuck stuck out in my mind, which is um, uh, we opened at I believe it was Irving Plaza or the Ritz for uh uh. Fishbone, the band Fishbone. Oh, yeah. And, and it was the only time in, in our early, for the first five years of the band, we were playing with a drum machine. We were also playing in really small spaces. So there was nothing, there was no illusion or mil, nothing Milli Vanilli ish about our act. Like it was very DIY. It seemed very straightforward. And mm. it was, it was a humble thing. It wasn't like, oh, you know, these guys are putting over, like putting, trying to put across that there's some big, you know, sounding band but they're just using a drum machine it was like it was we were like the tiniest band in the world and that was fine and it was interesting but like when we opened for fishbone (laughs) man they they blew us off the stage they were so like they didn't really have great songs but like their show over the place yeah oh their show was insane They, they were they were so cool and funny and strange and they just had so much energy it was insane and their show was completely worked out like they i don't know how many guys were in the band officially but on tour it seemed like there's like you know seven or eight guys on stage doing stuff and you know with like they had horn players and the horn players had this thing the trumpet player and the horn and the trombone player would do this thing where they would be on either end of, they'd be on the far end of the stage. One and the other would be on either end of the stage. And they would throw, simultaneously throw their horns into the air <laughs> over the rest of the band oh, and, wow. ca- and catch. Mm-hmm. Like the trombone player would throw his trombone to the trumpet player. The trumpet player would catch it while the trumpet player would throw his trumpet to the trombone player and he would catch it too. And then they'd carry on playing. <laughs> That's my boy. It, it was just like, I mean, it was like this sort of like, <laughs> yeah, how do you compete with that? Yeah. They have like yeah, a juggling act. Yeah. And it was just, <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I just thought, well, you know, maybe we're we these should two just try guys to go our own way. <laughs> Right. At least you didn't have to follow them. That would that would have been. Oh my god, it would have been brutal. Did you ever play the Cat Club? I saw Fishbone at the Cat Club. Oh yeah, oh. I, I played there. I New York played a bunch of oh, shows no. at the Cat Club. In it was on Thirteenth Street. It was kind of yeah. in the East Village. Um, a friend of mine, a friend of mine, had a band that headlined with Gigi Allen as Damn. the opener. Wow, he played the opener. <laughs> Gigi Allen was the opener. Nobody knew who Gigi Allen was. And oh, Gigi boy. Allen did Shock. did insane stuff that I, some of which he did he did the thing that's in the movie that I think actually might have been filmed that night where he would just go to the front of the crowd and he would um cold cock some guy in the sh- in the front row. Jesus, like, and you know if you don't know you're about to get punched ah, really hard in the head, like you horrific. can you can knock somebody out really easy. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty pretty bizarre. So uh, yeah, that was a uh, that was one fun cat club memory I had. But hey, let's get back to the charts, fellas. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> now that's super interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought you meant there was a cat club for a long time on Sunset. Yeah, there's one in a lot. I mean, they had one in Austin. Yeah. All right. Well, coming in at number two. Number two. Bad Habit by Steve Lacey. I bite my tongue, it's a bad habit. Kind of 
dear. It's okay, things happen for. This song is so hooky. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's great, right? I mean, what a weird, what a weird personal thing he's got. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, Kramer, I heard you talking last week that he records some of his stuff on his phone. It takes yeah. like all of it on his phone. That is wild. Yeah, just <laughs> likes to be able to make it whenever he wants. And then, yeah, just dealing with the, you know, phone size studio. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, 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 wait. Um, I, 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 th- I listened to this whole song the other day. And um, can you can you just shimmy to like two fifty into the yeah. song or like two 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 minutes fifteen <laughs> like into the song? Shimmy, that's good. Because uh, he does some of the weirdest human beatboxing I've ever Ooh, heard okay. on this track. Uh, I- oh, I've never oh, made yeah. it this far. <laughs> what? This is personal expression. This song was number one. It's a phone glitch. I don't think anyone makes it this far into the song. You know? I mean, I don't think DJs play it that deep into it. Right, right. No, it's it's like the outro. It's like his his extended kind of stoner outro. Yeah, that's wild. But it's it's funny. Yeah, I mean... uh, I remember like Justin Timberlake had one of his early solo hits had like a, a human beatbox ending tacked onto it. And it was just like... How proud can you be of your own human beatboxing skills? Like, no matter how good you are, like, right. is it really something to be that proud of? It's like, yeah. check, check me out. Didn't Bobby McFerrin <laughs> teach, us, teach us nothing? <laughs> exactly. Did, can't we just all be humble in front of Bobby McFerrin? Yeah. Let it go. By the way, I, I looked it up. That romantic homicide song went viral on TikTok. In September. Oh, okay. It, it's right. like a seventeen-year-old Houston guy. Okay, okay. Well, there that's you how go. it works now. TikTok. How about? Uh, do you guys have a presence? Have you noticed that clips going up, or do you have clips going up on TikTok? Oh, you know, we just uh, we. You know, I've I've been. Uh, I've all, I've wanted to do a thing where we just post. Our whatever videos we have, old or new, just on a routine basis on TikTok because I feel like TikTok is ever changing. Like right now, I get stuff that's just like how to replace your sink, you know, <laughs> an eight right. an eight minute tutorial because right. you know we heard you talking about replacing your sink over your phone the other day, and um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so like I feel like TikTok is more than one thing, and obviously the algorithm is working different ways, and. I also see a lot of ex- full-length rock videos from back in the day that are just mm-hmm. being forwarded to me. And I feel like it doesn't – if you talk to a publicist or a manager or somebody, like, on the inside, they're like, there's one way to do TikTok. You know, you've got to manage – you've got to go viral. And it's like, I don't think we're ever going to go viral. I just want to introduce our music to the generation of people out there that are might – be open to hearing it because there's a ton of old music just getting passed around uh you know just like catalog stuff and that is getting noticed again and so i just want to be kind of be in that conversation i'm I'm not trying to i'm not trying to enter any contests so um but uh there has been there are some people doing really funny 
and really precise lip sync things to They Might Be Giants songs that oh, cool. uh, I have to say is, is kind of amazing. But I, I um, we now have an official TikTok space and um, we're trying to get we're we're trying to get verified just because there's a million other people saying it there. They might be giants. So uh, right. um, but we've got like in pretty much like like two or three days, we got like 3000 followers, which seemed like That's a lot great. to me until I till I realized that some people who who are lip syncing our songs have forty five thousand followers. Yeah. Right. So, so, and then also sometimes people will put up stuff that you wouldn't have thought to put up an excerpt from a certain interview or something like that, right, which is right. you know you could always, but it really I, I mean it helps people. And then like for uh, people that have always loved you guys, just to see like some TV show appearance that they never saw before, they didn't know to look for. I mean it really I think it really helps expand. Uh, I heard that people. that um, people doing doing um, just search general search like half the general searches people do they'll start with TikTok which makes no sense at all really you know, wow. yeah like, like what they would normally go to Google for in the past yes they now I heard to, that they did news even and stuff like yeah that. yeah wow. it's like it's like I want to know what what President Biden said today. I'll go to TikTok and find out. <laughs> I would right. never just think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but you know, it's just like things move fast. You know, mm -hmm. formats change and people change, and and uh, that's what everybody wants now. And speaking of moving fast, what's right. coming in at number one? One number one. Sam Smith, Kim Petras with Unholy. Oh. You know everyone is talking on the scene. I hear them whispering about the places that you've been and how you don't know how to keep your business clean. <laughs> 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 so dramatic. <laughs> so the thing that, this song blows my mind, right? Because yeah. so so this song suggests that the sexiest thing that could ever happen to you <laughs> is that you you would find yourself in a haunted house. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> it's a really weird combination. Like it, it's like I don't quite get you know, like I understand like, oh I like I like it a little dangerous, whatever. But this is right, so not like ghost dangerous. Yeah, yeah. This is this is this is like uh you know uh uh you know really uh Inc incredibly like Halloween music, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like the Monster Mash. Right. <laughs> I was yeah, thinking like, like Sam no Smith. friction. Sam Smith seems to be imagining dragons these days. It's oh, like, It sounds very good... imagined dragons and like, yeah. look at me, I'm dark now. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah. Like that Broadway like, dramatic like, kind of a thing. What if we put reverb on the reverb? Right. <laughs> Like yeah. in haunted houses, there's all those echoes. Is he? Is he? He must just be like the ultimate in the UK. I, I'm guessing, right? He he has a whole different yeah. career career there. He's probably yeah, like uh, what, like Robbie. Uh, oh right, uh, yeah, yeah, Robbie, Robbie Williams, Williams, or like, or yeah, that kind of that kind of like mega mega Cliff thing. Richard, where, yeah. yeah. Is he the one that did that sort of Tom Petty? Rip off a few years ago. Yeah, was that him? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. So this is a real turn for him. It feels like like a, a heel turn. Right. 
he's oh, probably yeah, had other out. hits over there, right? You know, so yeah, he, you know, this is just the one that got here. It'll. He did a tribute to the Queen's Corgis that was uh, a <laughs> It's got something there that, like, every Briton person bought. That was oh, a you, lot of... You, you know, guys, I, I, I listened to the last week's show or two weeks ago show, mm-hmm. and you guys were mentioning Matt Pinfield. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, who people uh, uh, who were old enough to remember, like, the sort of all the alternative programming on MTV would remember Matt Pinfield was was one of the VJs there and kind of like this, you know, kind of curiously unglamorous uh, yeah. fellow who, who um, I have to tell you, very, very early on days with They Might Be Giants, like before, long before we had, you know, any like major label deal or anything when we were just in, when we were an indie band signed to a Hoboken label in New Jersey like some of the very first radio stuff we had to do was going out to this radio station that Matt Pinf and maybe this is Howard this might be like where you're you're yeah, like West Jersey from. or Philly yeah. or somewhere yeah yeah and and he he was just like in this little house that was like it was it was like a tool shed Wow, and he's, you know, and he, and he was like this big guy in this tiny little room, and it was With that so, voice. Yeah, that scratchy yeah, voice. Yeah, crazy voice. Yeah. and 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 um, and he, uh, you know, he was Matt Pinfield. You know, he was, he was just like this kind of. He was so into it, and um, you know, we had one record out. You know, like we, you know, we had barely done anything on the scene, and he was so into it, um. And it was just like being in American Graffiti or something, you know. It's just like mm. this. It seemed mm. mythical. And and the the wild thing is, he knew everything about us. Well, he was one he, of those guys who was like a liner note reader. Yeah, yeah. Hardwire. Just completely hardcore obsessive. And at first, I was just like, you know, nobody had warned us. We just thought we were going on a radio show, you know. And yeah. he just and he seemed it was like. You're stuck in a shed with an obsessive. We're like, you know, freak. squeezed up against this guy in this <laughs> tiny room, and he's telling us everything about ourselves. And I'm thinking, like, is this guy a stalker? Mm. And then I realized he knew he knew everything about every band. That was, yeah. you know, when we were driving away, like he was going, like, you know, and Depeche Mode, you know, they're all Capricorns, you know, or whatever, <laughs> you know, like he, he, you know, he just, he just was that guy. Uh, His parents just left him alone, and he just read albums and liner it, notes. Yeah, all day. exactly, yeah. exactly. He was, he was way, way into it, but this was like '85, '86. But yeah, I wonder where he's at now. I think I think he was a record executive for a while. He was like signing bands and had hits and stuff. Oh, wow. but, I, uh, but I have no idea what he's doing. He should now. get a serious show or something because that voice was just always great. You know, it always just sounded so enthusiastic. You could always tell it was him. You know. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like holding, you know, cupping his hands together, going like, yeah, Matt yeah. Dinfield, I got it. Screaming Blue Messiah. You guys got a new track. I want like a, uh, I, I need like a personal Matt Pinfield to just tell me my own memories and things I was doing back you in the day. Him, that you I should forgotten. get him on as a guest. Get him yeah. on as a guest. Yeah, we should have him on. Right we now. should. I was just thinking about go October. He's got to go be after Pinfield. He's, he's looking at, he's, he's like staring at the, the D in the Hollywood sign, I bet. Oh, he lives <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> yeah. We'll find him. We'll find uh, him. Let us know if you know him, gang. And uh, we'll be right back with the movie chart. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. There's a funny like Twitter war going on in a very subgenre kind of just like metal hard rock community with Sebastian Bach and Eddie Trunk. They're on like one side of it, you know, Eddie Trunk. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, that's a, yeah. The yeah. And then like this sort of like this no name guy who's in a who's the front front man of like a newer metal band. Oh and wait, is he is he that kind of weird, slightly fake L.A. metal band that is? Like it's kind of a put on. They seem like, like that to me, but to, to like everything, he, like um, I think he's been uh, to prison. Oh, oh no, that's that's a level of realness. This oh, okay. This, oh, you're talking, talking about, about that uh, glant the the '80s hair metal band thing no, that no. was out here. No, 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 it's this other band, and they got I meant they canceled yep. they canceled their shows because they lost their laptop or something like that, like that they used what? to play their tracks. That they play to the the click track and everything else, and, and they so, don't. Nobody told so, them about the cloud. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sebastian Bach and Eddie Trunk were like ripping on them, right, for sure. like not being a real live band, and you know it's everything's fake these days, which is kind of bullshit. But then like the other band, there it's just like this war of words on Twitter that I've been following. That's very funny. Well, I mean. It's pretty weird to be leaning on a laptop that hard to not so have hard. it backed yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it, or it's like it's a it's a tough realization where you go without this laptop, like we don't have a set. <laughs> like we can't, right. we right. cannot be a band. <laughs> if it's you like don't Skrillex. bring a MacBook, that's why Skrillex was always throwing the thing and smashing it, <laughs> throwing that laptop around. Yeah, frustrating. All right, shall we get in the movie chart? Yeah. My name is H. Michael Cray, and I'm here with my guest, John Flansburg and Brett Morris. And this is the movie chart. Movies, they're just like tweets. They release them constantly. Most of them we don't need to see. But when you get a good one, Ooh-wee. Movies. Movies. All right. You know, usually I have not seen any movies and I haven't gone to the movies, but I have seen some movies that are okay. semi recent. So I may wow. be able to chime in here on uh, the show today. That would be wonderful. I'm going to chime in. I haven't seen any movies and I'm going to chime in on all of them. Yes, Hell please, yeah. please, of course. That's the that's the we'll, way. <laughs> then we'll move on to the books I haven't read segment. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I got Coming some hot, hot takes. Hot twenty twenty two books collecting dust already. All right, All here right. we go. Coming in at number five. Number five. This one's a big deal. This is Bros. 
Oh, yeah, bros with Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner. Hey guys, it's Bobby Lee I know people who have seen it already. Me too. I haven't really seen it, but uh, I've heard that it's really, really funny. Like it has, oh, like, great. Good, it has like hard jokes in it where you're laughing out loud. Terrific. And, it, and it's great. Uh, I'm also reading that it didn't do so well at the box office. Billy said the straight people didn't show up for it. Right. Which is stirred a little bit of controversy it looks like but uh from all counts it's a great movie and it's um, a big deal because like every single actor is lgbtq like everybody involved uh right you know it's a pretty breakthrough movie yeah right on glad to see it out there that was not a pun glad to see it <laughs> um and um hey anyone who could go from doing the mic to the movie i'm all for it do I go to see a lot of movies? No. Will I probably go to see this one? No. So just yeah. speaking. For Even myself. if you get a screener? If I get a screener, maybe. If it's picture disc, absolutely. I'll absolutely watch it. <laughs> yeah, I saw some people making the point, which I think is at least somewhat fair of like, Hey man, like I haven't even seen Top Gun yet. Like there you it, go. We're still early in this like going back to the theaters thing. Right. You know. Uh, absolutely nothing against bros. Well, he's, I mean, he's funny as hell. So it's, it's probably, it's gotta be great. I mean, I bet I I'm surprised. I'm in a way I'm sort of surprised that he did it with, uh, uh, you know, what's his name? The train wreck producer. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, I I guess he, he ushers in a lot of people into their careers, I guess. He does. But, um, they sh- they could have got Ron Howard. They could have got Chris <laughs> Columbus. There's a lot of straight white directors that would have also done well. All right. Um, well, five five stars for Bros. There we go. Yeah. Striking Billboard. I'll tell you that. I didn't mistake it for you know whatever that new Clooney Roberts thing is. I think it's Ticket to Paradise. Only in theaters, October 21st. Check it out. <laughs> Can you get a little closer to their mic? Howard? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, cool. Got to rein them in sometimes. All right. I don't. I get massive clench holding the mic the whole time. All right. All right, coming in at number four. Number four. Oh, it's Avatar. Wow. wow. This is like the Back re-release. Wrong. For the hardship, I told myself I can pass any test a man can pass. All I ever wanted was a single thing worth fighting for. Ladies and gentlemen. I got to confess, I am more pro-Avatar than the average person. Really? Okay. All right. Okay. Let's, hear, let's hear this hot this take. This has some layers we got to peel back. Okay. As someone with Clanch, and it was just brought up, probably <laughs> by me. Probably by me. It was. But uh, I, I like the idea of if you were given a new body... Right, right. You would want that body to be in shape. To yeah. me, I always, whenever I need motivation to work out or get rid of the clench, I do a lot of times go back to this thought of Avatar, because I go, "What would? What's more important than getting the body, the contraption, back into working order?" John, you could probably identify with this. Well, I, mean, I still got. There's room for improvement. I gotta say. But I mean, so much of the of your recent past of this summer was whatever is getting back into where yes. you can get up and move around and stuff. 
So to me, I think it's just a it's a it's a great uh, metaphor for that because when they get put put in there, they're not in some clunky ass. Uh, what are those species called? Navion or whatever. Oh, uh, the yeah, Navi. I think. Yeah, yeah. Nobody would want to go into like a, a limp one who got his leg cracked. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you go into a brand new one, <laughs> right? So uh, I gotta anyway. say, I it's been so long, I completely forgot the central plot point and why it's even called Avatar. Like that part of the yeah, the film I think that it's about overlooked like, that part, which was good. I just keep thinking about oh, it's humans going to this planet and you know mining it for unobtainium or whatever. But they're right. on the rights; they want to get rid of those guys. Yeah, but but I mean, this is my big takeaway from that movie was just like the two and a half or whatever hours wearing the 3d glasses yes <laughs> it was it drove me yeah ape shit bananas <laughs> and and like the just something about well the music seemed completely like it seemed like a preset to me and then, uh-huh. and then the that. constant and the constant harping on unobtainium. Yeah, was that just like was that just like a gag that they forgot to like cross out? <laughs> yeah, that like, was one of those oh, moments what, that it was called unobtainium. Yeah, you mean? yeah. I remember hearing them say that and like guffawing in the theater. Like, you got to be kidding me! Like, it just <laughs> doesn't even seem. Like the kind of movie that wants to wink at me right now. And but like, if you think about what money has been called now, Bitcoin, <laughs> Dogecoin, yeah. it's like it had a it had like a you know a catchy little name. I mean that is <laughs> yeah. kind of but it's like a, a mineral. Yeah. So the other thing that was odd is like five years ago it started being on like you know streaming sites. Have you ever seen this? Not the, the only, I think maybe the only thing kind of more disappointing than seeing Avatar in 3D is seeing it not in 3D. Mm, because yeah, I then done that. because then it's just blue animated people. Yeah. And and it's not it like just like the tech of it is not doesn't stand up. Doesn't really seem as cool as your your Star Wars, your you know, Lord of the Rings. You're, right. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not you, like, I don't know. It was a lush world. I like that. <laughs> wow. Howard, you were really, this is the guy all who always, in. you always I'm reject always all the makeup ups. The, you reject the, space. I, Everything about this, you should reject. I right. saw it at the theater and just for, I was for the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, this is like way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> wow. That's so crazy uh, to me. There's even parts okay. you probably don't remember where it's got a bond with like the little dragon that it rides with and the dragon oh, yeah. rejects oh, yeah. him for a while, but then Jeez. finally, All and right. then they feel betrayed that the guy went in, but he's not really one of them. And then Michelle Rodriguez is in it, acting, a, you know. Well, anytime I'm going to, I'm just fighting with you, <laughs> hoping that, you know, you give something a chance that you're just rejecting out of hand. I'm going to remind you of Avatar. So, so <laughs> how think of that little dragon, man. Think of how you felt. And this, <laughs> I'm not blindly into it. I agree with John F. The music's by rote, like, like, yeah. it's not everything's great, but 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 Howard, did, is it did, did Titanic wash over you in the same way? Is it just just 
Does James Cameron have a line Oh, I can't stand any of that Cameron, like, dig over the top. Titanic, though, was like, you could sit there and fight it, but it's like, it is going to probably grab you at some point, some level. Yeah, yeah, I'm not into, like, his T2 over the top. Oh, really? I'm not into all that stuff. You're not into T2. T2. I'm not like movies. One of the funnest movies of all time. Objectively, one of the best badass movies. I was answering his question about Cameron. Like, I'm just not into everything Cameron. I I get that T2 is good. But it's like, you don't have to champion T2. Everybody thinks it's great. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Avatar. We're just piling on. <laughs> we just, you know, we, you know, it we is, see, when it somebody is comes, when, when somebody comes out and just says, "I dug Avatar," it's you know, I yeah. was high, man. It's I was. Gonna, gonna, it's gonna there's get a the real, real love of it. But I did. I had the glass. I think we even had to sit in the front row, and I still liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like, one of <laughs> that and um, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. I think those were the only two movies that worked in 3D to me. And okay. the, all the other wow. ones that I had to put the glasses on were, were was infuriating. It was yeah, like, I saw Alice in Wonderland with my mom. That was trash 3D. That was like they <laughs> retro made it into 3D. That's what a lot of them were. Oh, they, yeah. They, I, I did I, see an IMAX, an IMAX documentary about <laughs> bugs. And it was called Bugs in 3D, and that blew my mind. And I was also very high that day. But that was uh, that was the best use of 3D I've ever had. Right on. Um, well, th- if you like Avatar, you're in luck because isn't he making like five more of them? This is just the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They won't uh, live up to the original. I'm telling you. And, and you know, James Cameron, if you're listening, you know, come on, you're welcome to come on the show anytime. Oh hell yeah, yeah. debate us. Let's go. Yeah, I yeah. love. He has enough great stuff in the bank. I can I can rib him. Oh, sorry to say the word rib. Oh, man. John Stark. John just, uh, he walked. How do you like your ribs? (laughs) (laughs) I did see someone say, it was a funny tweet, like after all these Marvel movies or something about in this day and age, like now seeing Avatar again, how nuanced and and, like careful it seemed. And it's like, I never thought I would say that about the movie Avatar, but. Take a second look, everybody. There's bioluminescence. The thing looks good. (laughs) The thing looks good. It never stops. (laughs) It never stops. (laughs) Uh, I hope that comes up in a chart almanac 10 years from now. There's bioluminescence. It's in the woods. All right. Coming in at number three. Number three. This is The Woman King. An evil is coming that threatens our kingdom, our freedom. But we have a weapon. They are not prepared for. Wow. It's intense. Bow down to the most exceptional female warrior to ever live. Pretty cool. So there's, there's a seems like there's some small amount of controversy about this movie due to the scripts not strictly corresponding to the Wikipedia page, and it, <laughs> it just seems like 
I don't know, this kind of, uh, a certain kind of highly contemporary, uh, Right, revision, not revision. Yeah, yeah. What, ab- what about ism or something? I don't know. There's some, there's some yeah. term for it. I'm seeing, I don't know anything about that, but I'm seeing the first comment is saying, fun fact, this has the same level of historical accuracy as Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> so, wow. Right, right. You, or like, what you're saying. Like a Tarantino's reimagining of certain periods. Like it's just like, right. well, what if this happened kind of thing? Right. So, you know, I mean, this, I take it that this is three, three dudes talking about a movie we haven't seen, but like, Mm -hmm. but it says something about our culture that, uh, you know, uh, I think we've seen a million historically inaccurate movies about a million historically real things. So, so why not see one that's actually about you know, a different kind of culture. Totally. Diff- right. You know, True. I just, I don't know. Yeah. How much know? more inaccurate is it than everything else? Yeah. You know, you know right. that's, always, like, that's ever made. Yeah. No, yeah. Nobody, nobody's uh, asking for refunds for like Lawrence of Arabia, you know? Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. Just by making it, you're going to already be imposing our vernacular. It's a movie, man. It's a movie. Things. It's a movie. You know, Maria Bello, who wrote it, uh, partly wrote it. She was in Coyote Ugly, which I accepted that world, that uh, <laughs> beautiful models bartended. And is that a so picture? I'll go with it. You know what? That is a personal affront. I mean, there is no movie that should more oh. be picked disc. And then you pop it open and it's, you know. That's a personal plain affront. Plain gray. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Wow. You're just staring at yourself in a mirror. In that disc, basically, yeah. You see your 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 own ugly mug instead of <laughs> right. Tyra Banks and Piper Perabu and the and the gang. <laughs> All right, check that one out. Coming in at uh, number two. Number two. Don't worry, darling. Oh. I have it. I have it. I have it. Focus right here. Oh. Have a little drink. Yeah. <laughs> Is this takes place in the fifties? First time I realized that. That's I probably not knew that news. at some point, but yeah, I forgot. What's the gist here? Is it just uh, what's the, what's the angle here? It's a love story, but but what's going Let's on see here? Alice and Jack are lucky to be living in the idealized community of Victory, the experimental company town housing the men who work for the top secret Victory project. Oh, I think that the big spoiler, uh, and you know, just uh, fast forward fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. It's the Truman Show. Uh, oh, okay. Wait. Um, I mean, oh, basically, so- that's that's the, the the it's you know different different rules, different setup, but like basically, mm-hmm. it's it's like a it's a sort of a a fake world that is occupied by actors. Of some, uh, of some kind, and then yeah. is there someone who doesn't know in the middle of it? I think like the person who's making it is in somehow in the movie or something. I don't know. Oh, okay, uh, you know, there's also and the and the other the other spoiler is this movie is Cats for 2022. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is fraught with uh, yeah with you know gossip. Yeah, a oh, lot yeah. of hot goss. Um, uh-huh. but it. it, it it seems like they're just using it 
somebody was some gossip person was actually pointing out that it's like they're 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 taking a page from uh uh the uh Kardashians where it's like because the movie got incredibly bad reviews they're riding the the controversy, the, the controversy. The they're letting their the feed buzz. they're feeding the controversy because yeah. uh if they had to just talk about the movie straight head on it would be like just right. br- brutally savage so yeah they got a bum movie on their hands and then all this controversy starts up it's yeah. going to bring sell a few more tickets i mean it's number 2 i, I you know i when yeah. when, Ka- when cats came out was it number 2 i don't know I mean, I, did that, yeah, I, yeah, I did mean, that. I remember seeing it specifically to see how bad it was, and and the, the, how how bad uh, was it? It was it was one of the worst things I've ever seen. I mean, it was actually staggering. I don't um, think there's enough marijuana in the world. I mean, to, it is. Oh yeah, that it is crazy that this thing was made. That cat's movie, and it's but it's wild too because. There was so much writing on it, right? I mean, it was one oh, of yeah. the biggest, uh, just uh, huge stars. Uh, yeah, and yeah. Mo- one of the most successful things, you know, uh, the the Broadway show was so big, sure. and yet they they just seemed like they completely blew it. Yeah, the songs are already written for you. You already know that they work. You know, right. it's, yeah, it's a proven commodity. All you add to it is genitals. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, usually, all, looked even usually worse that than <laughs> Yeah, usually that works. <laughs> Yeah, the the crazy thing I remember about Cats too was all the discussion about the the graphics update. It was like a video game where they were yeah, going to yeah, update yeah. the graphics oh, after it was so already good. in yeah. the theaters. So they kept saying, "Hey, you got to make sure to see it before they update it, just right. to see Be- the piece of shit original version <laughs> yeah. before they show it fixed." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, well, don't I, worry, darling, thirty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's incredibly bad. It's very bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. And it's still the number two movie. So, but basically you've got a generation of, of people who will see anything Harry Styles is in at this moment. So that was some good casting. Yeah. They want to see him. I hope he's on the picture disc. I hope it's not, you know, <laughs> yeah. one of the underlings or something. That happens. You hope it's not Nick Kroll? Well, I mean, I love Kroll, but <laughs> yeah. he can be on a Nick Kroll show DVD. Of course, yeah. Well, hes he, I don't think he's even the lead. I don't think Harry Styles no. has got a leading oh. role. I think he's actually oh. supporting Oh, wow. So. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, it was going to be- um, He might not be on that pick disc. It's going to be Shia LaBeouf. Shia right? LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, and that was oh, the- Oh, I didn't even was, know. They're downplaying that. Well, I didn't that was even the know original, he was in it. That was the original controversy- <laughs> That ah. uh, that he got he oh got he fired by it Olivia like Wilde. He said he yeah. quit, and she said he got fired, and it was yeah yeah. But it's funny because like on the surface, it doesn't look like a movie that would be bad. Like I thought maybe it was all just gossip about personal personalities involved and stuff, but to actually see it got thirty eight percent is amazing. <laughs> like, I think um this it's. From the review, the long spoiler special podcasting that I listened to about it, which is perfect for people like me who are afraid to go to theaters because I can get all the details. The first half of the movie is actually kind of good. And then it okay. just, just kind of crashes into the mountain. That happens too. All right. Coming in at number one. Number one. Smile. Well, oh. Smile. 
What's this? What is it you like to talk about? My patient. Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling. Is that Rooney Mara? <laughs> Yikes. Man, this is the first time I'm even hearing of this. Yeah, finally a horror movie for really skinny people. <laughs> <laughs> All the terror just takes the pounds off. Wow. Um, yeah, inspired by Brian Wilson, smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's number one. So, you know, we're back. The culture is back. Yeah, you know. people are going out in October to be scared. Yeah, yeah. that's great. It's a That's return great. to normalcy. Yeah. I think we're in a golden age of these horror movies. They come out. You're not mm -hmm. sure what they're about. There's a hook to them. I like that. It's a lot better, I think, than those uh, slasher porn, you know. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Horror movies are good again. I feel like there's about like 15, 20 years where they just universally were mocked, you know. Uh, Barbarian was good. I don't know anything about this one, but uh, that other one was good. The sequel to X. I think there's just a culture of people who like it and it's and take it a little, you know, seriously enough that it affects yeah. the sort of the pH balance of like the talent pool that you're working with. Like, yeah, they're getting directed by people who like the genre. It's not like yeah. the director isn't just somebody who's been dragged you know, 10 right, miles just wound from, up there. Yeah. You See, know, there's uh, real passion. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's good innovation for, good for it. I know a guy who, uh, he does one of those Halloween stores every year, but he's one of these guys, like he's just into horror and the minutia of it. And it's just a lot of great passion with those people. Wow, They're like cool. furries, but they don't go yeah, totally. as far. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> um, well, right on. That is a healthy return to the cinemas. And we'll be right back <laughs> with the hot picks. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. How early were you guys recording on computers? Uh, we made our first album 
with sync tones and drum machines with sync tones, which was like this kind of pre-MIDI. Uh, and we saw people uh, like in, in, we were always picking up like weird studio time at like the middle of the night for like five cents, at, like, you know, the, you know, shit studio in mm-hmm. Midtown, you know, like the worst studios imaginable. And so, but we would see p- other people coming out of sessions and they're like, we just, we just did a six hour session with MIDI and we never, we didn't get anything. Like it never, uh, it never, uh, it never sunk. Like we couldn't get the, we couldn't get the keyboards to sync oh the computer the whole time, you uh. know, cause this, and it was like, there were no, like there was no such, I mean, I did home recording. I had a TAC four track that I did home recording on. So I was kind of more used to the kind of bedroom recording thing, you know, years, like a decade before like Tascam cassette four track things were around. So I, you know, we were already kind of tweaking on sweetening what we had already recorded. You know, John and I lived in an apartment together and we had like a living room that we shared with a drum kit and like, you know, we could do stuff, some stuff. So we would often be coming in to just kind of work on top of stuff that we'd already started to put together. And, uh, I, it just seemed to me like MIDI was some like cruel joke on the world. Like it was yeah. just the only people who used it were, they were, it seemed like they were all making a terrible mistake, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was all their music. And, and, and yeah. yeah. And then, and then when, then like the, the, the Mac computer came in, like what was it? The app, the Mac, the little, you know, the classic original Mac happened in 19, we made our first, we recorded our first album in 85. It came out in 86. Wow. And then in 86, the Mac was introduced and it had a MIDI, it had MIDI uh, controllability. And so you could sequence everything through a program on the Mac. And we used this program called Performer. And the, the wild thing is I'm now, I am still recording on the same platform, I'm recording my audio right now on Performer. Wow! I, and and it's this company. It's Motu. It's a company out of Boston. Yeah. And I mean, they could go out of business at any minute. Like I feel like they are a tiny, tiny company. But I can open files that I made in 1985. Damn! Nice. Seriously, it's, com- it's completely. I mean, there are people who have Pro Tool rigs that can't open files that they made four years ago. Like, yeah. he, like I like have archi- that stuff. Yeah, I got stuff Ar- from the late 90s. I yeah. could never open. Our yeah. archiving stuff is imp- with Pro Tools is imp- is impossible, and I just feel so lucky that like I'm working on a format that has exi- has worked for so long because I've never had to think about it again. I, you know, yeah, I never, never had to like convert. No, I yeah. ne- you know, I mean, I can you do Pro Tools. I can, I can run a Pro Tools rig, but I don't want yeah. to. You That's know? amazing. Yeah. And why, if you don't need to, yeah. why do it? Do you have new sympathy for like quarterback injuries when they go down with the rib <laughs> stuff? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I feel for any, but the, the whole rib thing is, is really intense. Um, Evidently, uh, there's this weird thing where when a lot of times people, um, when they break a lot of ribs, like uh, they get uh, they get their lung their lungs collapse and they get these crazy infections. And mm-hmm. I was really lucky. Um, 
I suspect from just like taking vocal training that my lungs, they were strong the entire time, which was totally, totally lucky. Right um, on. Yeah. Yeah. It just helps, you know, um, that, that, that was actually the, the doctors wanted to like dismiss me right away because I could breathe in a way that, uh, most people with broken uh, ribs can't, uh, couldn't do it. I was, I was, I tested way off the charts. Wow. But, uh, but I don't know. Maybe that unbreakable. was just, unbreakable, yeah. <laughs> unbreakable. Good bragging rights. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Hot picks. The hot picks. The hot picks. The third chart is the hot picks and the countdown's about to start. Let's see who bought a hot pick and let's see who did not. The hot picks. The hot picks. Okay, these are the hot picks. We'll see if we did better than Spotify. Let's find out. Okay, we're going to do a special five and a half hot picks because John John submitted uh, one and a half hot picks, which it's I fully a t- it's support. A tic- it's a TikTok video. TikTok video. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay, which that's one? a half. Okay, gotcha. The, the TikTok's a half. So we'll yeah. start TikTok at, um, vid is a half a song. <laughs> we'll start with uh we'll start with the the full song the the full pick. This is John's pick. This is The Beatles, The Beatles with uh the new remixed version of Tomorrow Never Knows Take 1 from the uh upcoming deluxe edition of Revolver, which I'm really excited about. What do you mean take 1? There's they did two takes and this and the second take is the version you know. Take oh, okay. one is is the uh, is well you'll hear you'll hear yeah, okay. it's a, it's unbelievable. It's dirgy. It's super dirgy. At the very top of the clip, um, there's this whole thing where you hear the backing track that they're playing along to. They recorded an entire piece of music and then slowed it down. This like just this churning, uh, dirgy thing. And but what's wild to me about this first take, and I'm so excited to hear like you know when when the whole thing comes out, is that you know. Tomorrow Never, the beat to Tomorrow Never Knows, take two, is like almost, almost an entire genre of music. I mean, there's like a kind of rave, you know, acid British dance music, like the Chemical Brothers, basically, like their whole, their whole thing is tomorrow, is just jumping on the beat of Tomorrow Never Knows. And the wild thing about... 
Tomorrow Never Knows, take one, is Ringo Starr is just playing a different beat. He's, you know, right. he's kind of like, he's like, he's just trying okay. things out. He's like, all right, all right. So this song's going to be super trippy. Cool. Got it. Thinking about it. I'm Ringo. Like, you know, these guys are coming at me with great ideas over. You know, think about like Ringo's job. Ringo had the best job in the world. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, all these three other guys are writing these crazy great songs. And it's, and he, and all, and, and you're like, just do something great. Yeah. yeah. Just, just do a great beat to it, man. It's like, okay, I'll figure that out. You know, what a cool assignment. What a great right. gig. So and if, so what are you going to say, Howard? Just like he could, it could have been, they had the tough one in the can and then he just let loose for the next second one. Well, I mean, tomorrow never news. The, 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 the second version is so, uh, it's so funky and cool and, and, you know, has all this, you know, kind of polyrhythmic groove to it. It's just, you know, he's just obviously getting the gist of what the, the vibe is. And, you, you know, it's like this sort of tantric thing, like the whole thing, John Lennon wanted to write a song that had no chords and no melody and just was like this monolithic yeah. thing. Right. And, uh, I don't know. It's just I. I just I love Ringo Starr. I just think he's so cool. The the drum, not not only the playing, but just the the production sound of those drums is so shocking to me. Even like like I know that I mean that just ex- was explosively creative and inventive for that time. But that if I heard that today, I would think, whoa, that's some of the coolest production, like new yeah. style, fresh production I've heard in a long time. I would yeah. be blown away. Like the sound of that, that whole thing just, just astonishes me how cool it sounds and how ahead of its time they still are. Yeah. It's like yeah. when um, Timberlake beatboxes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that level. That. Yeah. The, ult- the ultimate callback. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought that, you know, Giles Martin has been doing these, remixes which have been I've I've thought that they were just incredibly cool to hear these stereo remixes yeah, yeah, back yeah. from um but I didn't think he would be able to go back as far as revolver because I thought that that was all just baked together on like four track tape you know and the fact that he's been able to separate all of this out and remix it in stereo is is really exciting yeah, I, I'm. I'm really looking forward to it. I have. I have no idea what it's really all going to be like, but he's he's done a really good job up until now. So I'm. It's exciting. Right on. Right on. I'm glad to hear it. Is this was this where the half pick comes in? <laughs> wherever we'll wherever you want it. In a little bit. Okay. We'll do. Okay. We'll do my pick first. Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was same song or not. Okay. All right. This is speaking of wild. Fresh production. This this kind of blew me away. This is this band Polyphia, uh, w- featuring Sophia Black. Uh, the song is called ABC. But these guys are like w- wizard Gen Z musicians making like a pop song, and they play guitar in a way that I I have not heard. Here we go. Someone call a paramedic. I can't speak. It's all the medic made me for. Get every word, cause like that's a lot of letters. A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Hello, it's me, Sophia. Yes, this is an emergency. Yes, the way they put it down on me. 
Rock will never die. Yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're like shockingly tight as a band, just doing like just crazy shit on guitar. Wow. That's um, wild. It's cool to see it. Like, it gives me a pop to, to like, uh, like test anxiety. Like, uh, like, <laughs> you know, it gets me stressed out. It's funny. They did it. They have a new single right now that Steve Vai is a guest on. Oh, that so makes it's sense. Like these kids oh, are bringing wow. in the old, the old guy. And the funniest thing is that Steve Vai's solo on it is by far the slowest thing on the song. Like it's the slowest guitar part on the whole song, and it's like his wow. time. And I gotta say, he nails him. Well, I'm just, like he can go that fast, but like it's a it's sort of a master class in like a little bit of taste and slowing down <laughs> for him. I feel like he's showing these kids like, hey. Like it's okay to like stretch a couple notes out. Right, that was the old yeah. Steve Vai. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how they met. Maybe it's just a, a L.A. thing. He, like he is, he's yeah. got a studio, right? So yeah, I, I don't. I wonder if it's a, a if it's a private studio, or if he actually, or if that's the band that comes through his studio, right? Yeah, oh, maybe it's just yeah, his kids. I could imagine though that people are sort of constantly telling them, you know. You like because th- these guys are like the new age virtuosos on guitar. I bet people are like, "What if you right, played with right. Steve Vai?" You know, yeah, on right. board. They probably emailed together the tracks. Maybe they know? love Vai the way that uh, those guys in Michigan, the Van Slots. What are, what are they called? The ones who sound like Zeppelin. Oh, oh, you know what I mean. The, the brothers uh, who all sound oh, like the, Zeppelin. Oh, right. The um. Oh my God. Now yeah, I'm tough pull spacing for everybody. Their, <laughs> yeah. a, what, isn't it a woman's name? We've already Somehow. forgotten. I thought it was like a last name. Vivon, the Von Helsings. Yeah, something. something like that. Oh, Van, Van. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're not pulling this name. We. That's a tough one. Yeah. Vandergrease. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Vandergrease. (laughs) I'm just on the shore watching this boat get farther and farther away. Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. There it is. Yeah, Yeah, it's a woman's name. It's a woman's name. We were both right. (laughs) We were all, we did a great job. We did. We sourced it. Yeah. High fives all around. All right. This is Howard's first pick. This is Starcrawler with Roadkill. And this is a hot pick, right? This isn't the cold pick. Yeah, this one this one's hot. All right, cool. It's a good little tune. All right. 
I mean, the chorus sounds an awful lot like, um, you know, not Cherry Bomb, but that. Uh, the, the Runaways. Run, the Runaways. Rebel Girl, 90s. Yeah. I love The Runaways so much. Yeah, so good. Um, well, cool. Do you know where they're from? No, I just heard that one song. Starcrawler. All right. Uh, let's do this half pick. This is Jazz half, half pick. pick. All right, I'm and, excited about this. And you got to watch this. I gotta play you gotta, yeah, you gotta watch you got to play it. You got to watch your screen here, Howard. A few okay. people sent me this. This clip this week. Oh, really? So, Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, it's not really, the Bon Jovi really cool. one, is it? No, 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 no. No. It's not that. Okay. Uh, all right. Here we go. Let me share the screen. Have you seen this? Oh, my this God. Guy? No. This Dude, is... Just wait for this. It's awesome. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> wow. Wow. I'm trying to think of how did no Crazy, one ever right? think of that before? Because nobody can do that except that guy. So Is basically, that, people who are not uh, staring at the, their podcasts, that was a one man band. Uh, yeah. I guess he goes by the name Missy Miss 3131 or something like that. Yeah. Mi- yeah. Exactly. Missy Miss 3131. Miss Miss 3131. That was a female? No, it's no, a dude, no, no. man. Oh, okay, yeah. That's a dude with a handlebar mustache. But uh and the visual is pretty intense. He he wears different costumes, but like his whole drumming thing, like he's he's drumming and fretting the guitar and singing, and it all just it sounds like I mean, can you imagine? It sounds like Queens like, of the Stone Age. Yeah, Queens like of the Stone guy. Age. Yeah. White stripes. Yeah, that's or insane. or black the black keys. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. he's yeah. got the full amalgam of you know, you know, two he, man bands. Just to see him like do good. the first chord he hit and then go into the drums, you're like, holy shit. I mean, yeah. it's just so simple. I and love so how perfect. Um, wild he looks as he's playing, too. Like, it all looks like it could just fall apart at any yeah. moment. It's because he's, he's got, got his some real gut drum. hanging out. He's doing some real, like, drum fills. He in doesn't there need too. to have his gut hanging out. I'm, I'm going to go against that. <laughs> he's He's got other clips where he's in a more dignified mode, but, okay. uh, yeah. you know, but it's still, it's, it's uh, it's pretty damn funny. I, no, love that he, I love that he's just in this like loose silk robe. Like he looks like some guy who like <laughs> just got up and did a line of coke, you know, like in some right. some mansion. I like uh, that he's not playing harmonica. I mean, that would be yeah. the easiest thing to tack on That's just to funny. prove I can do another <laughs> instrument at the same time. And he didn't do it. Yeah, uh, that he's, is like, awesome. he's like the real life dude. Yeah. yeah. There's another... Uh, one person band thing like that called Clark and the Himselves. I think I played them like a few years ago, like one of my favorite tracks of the last few years, but it's not, it's not as like high intensity energy level as this guy. 
Like he's oh, taking he's, it he's up playing chords. He's playing chords. It's yeah. wild. Yeah, he's like he's playing the chords. It must be he's picking them as he's slamming the snare down. Oh, I think I think he's I think he's clamping with his fretting hand. Yeah, yeah I think like I think on his snare hand he's also right. oh oh pick. he's strum he's strumming yeah. it with like the back of the stick or something. Yeah, I think he's got a pick uh, with oh, the drumstick, too, too and he's crazy. also doing that, and he's doing like clamping, like you said. Uh, yeah. I don't know what he's doing exactly as far as like some of those single stroke roll fills yeah. and stuff. Uh, the like, tom the to, the little tom figure thing is like yeah. I think it's I think it's um I think it's like a flam. I think he's actually like the letting it hit the, the head twice. Right. I think it's like he actually I mean he's a legit drummer. Like he can yeah. he he's getting all the sounds <clears throat> out of it. He must have a very fast kick drum foot too. And like a I slow metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get over the gut. Yeah. Hey man. Come on now. He's ready for that Elvis uh, part two movie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, it doesn't burn a lot of calories. I'll tell you that. The efficiency yeah. is just, it's saving him from sweating. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number two. Great half pick. Thank you. That is a nice innovation. I like the half pick half and pick, that was yeah. a great one. It's great. Coming in at number two, this is my second pick. This number is two. Ways Blood with It's Not Just Me, It's Everybody. Um, she's on Sub Pop. I've just I love this song. No. It's interesting. Sub Pop is signing a, a, a lot of really high quality female acts right yeah. now, which is interesting. For sure. And uh, I mean, that sounds like women I mean, have a lot like of subs. Amy, that sounds like Amy Mann, right? Mm, that, yeah. Al, that yeah. alto. That Amy big also has thing. like a yeah. bit of like a Carol King thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Judy Collins. But, or like. There's something, uh, there's some really great chord changes in this one that like really excited me to hear. Not so much in that clip, but uh, it's like, she's got a beautiful voice. The whole, the whole vibe was, is like so warm and, and cool sounding to me. That's very cool. Is that, um, it's not from a movie or it's just a regular? <laughs> it's just a regular song. Okay. <laughs> it's not from Stranger Things. Oh, we got to talk about these glasses. We haven't talked about the glasses yeah. yet. Oh, oh, uh, you know, um, I listened to another one of Howard's uh, 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 pod- podcasts, and there was a whole discussion about how uh, Howard did not have any glasses, even though he had checked out, gone into a drugstore and checked out some 2.0 readers, which, uh, you know, people out there run often run maybe $8 to $12, not a huge expense. Most people who need them 
by him. But uh, I have. <laughs> I got a I magnifying have, glass. I'm like I know. Sherlock you, Holmes. Right. You have a magnifying <laughs> glass. And I, I know you love your magnifying glass. But, um, you know, as somebody who has to kind of wear readers all the time, I have a million. I have a million pairs of a pair of glasses. And uh, so and the ones I have. Uh, are made by a company called Caddis, and they're 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 quite nice. And on the very top of them, it says Port and Starboard, which I thought was very have a summer. Really, uh, was really on brand for Howard. So I thought I'm just going to send him a pair of my reading glasses. And uh, well, and I mean, so- it was amazing to me. I was just like, wow, I'm getting these glasses. I didn't realize until you pointed it out today that they say Port and Starboard. Port above the left side and starboard above the right. These are amazing summer glasses. Yeah, it's all about you, man. No, I'm excited. uh, I love it. Yeah. I was so. Are are you? you, Do you find yourself using them, Howard? Yeah, I use them when I need to look at things on the computer or on the phone. Right. Right. Isn't that like all the time? Isn't that all the time? Like, yeah, no, it is a lot. Even for TikTok, I'm like, wow, now I don't have to use my magnifying glass on TikTok. (laughs) I mean, you know, the magnifying glass in like the world of Apple, if you're like an Applebee's waitress, the guy who comes in with the magnifying glass for the menu. That man's a crazy person. Well, you know, <laughs> you're, you're, you you're confirming it. for me something because when my nephew was here visiting, at one point I pulled it out. I thought nothing of it. And he goes, is that a magnifying glass? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, the whole time since then, I'm going, is this weird? Is this really that weird? <laughs> I, I called I, it out when I saw it too. Yeah. <laughs> the magnifying- is weird. The magnifying glass is a little weird, and but you know, I just thought, you know, I would share a pair of glasses with no, you. These are great. I didn't know they were some of the. I was calling them. They might be glasses. Oh well, oh, nice. I was excited about that, That's but nice. now you know, come up with a whole They're other total summer. thing vernacular. They look good. Thank you. I like them. Thank you. Yeah, they, they, the they definitely they definitely have a. Uh, I mean, they're sort of like just generic Clark Kent glasses is the style, but it definitely. Uh, Makes everybody look like a little bit more uh, like they work at CAA. Yeah. Madison <laughs> Avenue agent types. Yeah. All right. Let's get to number one. Number, number one. one. All right. This is a cold pick. This is cold pick. Had some high hopes, but it's cold. All right. So stay away from this one. Yeah. If one you against this up. one. This is Sammy Hagar in the circle <laughs> with <laughs> pump it up. <laughs> pump it up. Oh my god. It's that pump it up. Yeah, the original. Oh, vey. He doesn't even say it. He just left it blank. <laughs> he just doesn't sing the chorus. Oh, that's Jason Bonham. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. And Mike wow. Anthony on bass. Oh, shit. Oh, man. So necessary. I so don't know. Nec- You like it? I'm not saying it's like, it's good, but it's it's not like... He's just but doing sort of a straightforward rock cover of it. You I don't know. know. It just it doesn't, doesn't need feel to exist. like a... Yeah, it doesn't need to exist. I, 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 uh, yeah. 
I don't, I don't, you don't take a song like that and then just take everything good out of it. The history <laughs> of that song is weird to me though, right? Because like it was a huge hit in New York. Were you in Jersey when it was a hit? In, yes. On like WNEW. It was like they yes. played it, they played I, that song like it was like a regular top really? 10 song. I, I didn't even know to this day really that it wasn't a big hit everywhere. It, it, I don't think it was. I don't think it wow. was. And I think, I think Elvis it's has such a kind classic. of a, well, yeah. I mean, they, they really made it like a big, I mean, they, I think it was a summer song. I remember seeing yeah. Elvis Costello play at like Jones beach or something, which is, you know, total like, like gen pop audience, you know, yeah. and he played a song and everybody's sitting down and then there's like sort of grumbling and then he played Pump It Up and everybody stood up and mm -hmm. it was just like, that's what we're here for. We're, yeah, play. <laughs> right. You know, we're and then, and then like he played, the... it, played another song and like everybody sat down again. Right. Yeah, was, he doesn't have the rest of the catalog to satisfy that audience. Yeah. It was, it was, it was that's very funny. odd. But yeah, yeah that I song ripped so hard. I wasn't around. You know, when that would have been like just coming up and exploding. But the, I will say like, it's a song I obviously know. It's obviously a classic, but I don't remember it being like a staple of radio, you know, growing up. And I would have been on that station, you know? So yeah, I, I think it was, it was way a, bigger very than much you guys a, were. Yeah, it was a New York thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, Elvis Costello. Now, didn't, also, didn't that song, wasn't that the... the the object of some weird litigation, like last year with uh, Olivia Rodrigo. She yes. had a song that was like stem cell researched off of that. Ah. She had a song that her, one of the biggest I ones thought she off had her permission. album. Uh, basically wow. had that same guitar riff, like exactly. Wow. And Elvis was cool with it. He was just like, yeah, that's the way it works. Like, <laughs> like he just borrow ideas. He well, it makes okay you, well, it. it makes you wonder like that, well, you know, it's such a simple riff. I bet, you know, he was yeah. thinking of some like, uh, you know, what, what was that? What was that band that there's, there's this, there's this band from a, like a little island, like some peninsula right off England. Uh, oh, they're called Dr. Feelgood. And there's a, there's, oh, a, yeah. there's, yeah. there's a documentary that, that um, uh, some famous British filmmaker made about Dr. Feelgood. And what's wild is when you see this film and you see the archival footage of Dr. Feelgood, every, like Elvis Costello's initial thing, like his whole weird, uh, very herky jerky way of playing is straight out of the guitar player from Dr. Ah, Feelgood. Interesting. It's I like, and it's like he's out. a guy that like never made any impact in the U S nobody's right. ever seen him. And wow. it's, it's wild. Like, it's like, it's really like Elvis is just, you know, I think he was a huge fan of that band. I think they had, they were a super important band in their moment in like 1975, 76, when Elvis Costello was coming up. I know he would like go to all their gigs and he was like their big fan. Like it's, oh, it's just interesting to me. Like when you hear about somebody who's like a huge fan, like, did you see the Velvet Underground movie about that, uh, that came out like a year ago? Yeah, I never no. finished it. I started oh. it and it was really good. And it then, was it was yeah. very stylized and yeah, kind of sty very and, stylized and and uh, it was it was interesting but like what's wild is like uh, Jonathan Richmond was 
like mm. the guy in the front row of every Velvet ah, Underground that show. Makes sense. You yeah. know, so he's like right up there. So when they made this movie, they only interviewed people who were in the band or knew the band directly. Like it was all like no degrees of separation. And basically Jonathan Richmond's whole thing is like, yeah, I know everything about the Velvet Underground. I saw every show they did. <laughs> you wow. know, he yeah. was just he was You'd just see there. that influence too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's 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 interesting to me, like the whole like the mega fan thing and how it turns into something else. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like for me coming up as like a as a metal and like Metallica fan and stuff. Like if you actually listen to their they talk about their influences a lot, but it's rare that you just dig in and like listen to their influences. But like they always talk about Diamond Head. And then if you go back and listen to Diamond Head, you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Metallica right. was just covering Sounds- Diamond Head, oh. like exactly at the beginning, at least. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a crazy. It's just that's just the way it works. You got to be smart enough to take the one song that they should have been doing the whole, you know what I mean? Like Diamond Head probably had other songs that didn't sound like that. No, you guys should still. Did you guys see see that that Anvil? Did you see the Anvil documentary? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was super weird. Yeah. Yeah. It was (laughs) sort of sad though, because it sort of set them up as like, okay, now they're going to have their second career and finally be given their due or whatever. And then that didn't really happen. You know, yeah. after the after the dock, yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they're paint they're painted on a building on sunset right now. It's uh-huh. it's unsettling to see them like standing there naked, and it's like yeah. the size of a building. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yikes! Hey, uh, so excited about this! So glad to see you again! So glad you're feeling better. Uh it's great to be here. You guys, Is there are the anything best. you want to promote beyond the normal stuff? I got nothing to promote. I got a, I got a you know a ton of sold out shows. So I it was just nothing to I got nothing to say oh, except to right on. rock was. on. Congrats yeah. on those. Hopefully out there you were able to get a ticket. Go see John. Come yeah, on you, out. Where are you John. playing next? Uh, we're playing in Leesburg, Virginia this weekend. Then we're playing in Philly and uh, Washington D.C. and Very a cool. bunch of other bunch of other places. Right on. Never stops. Congrats. Congrats on that. Um, start, I guess we're going to send everybody over to whochartedpod.com. That's right. Yeah. Sign up and you can hear Two Charted, which we'll record right now after this show. Right on. Shout out to Randy Husker, who sent me Betty Lou's energy balls so I would have energy. <laughs> nice. He the, did. Uh, he sent yeah. you that? Yeah, I already That's ate great. them all, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get energized. Okay. Um, thank you so much. Head on over to haveasummit.com slash shop. Pick up an Austin Stories DVD. Listen to Griff Tours and Drop Date Duel. And we will see you right here next week on Who Charted. Who charted. Bye-bye.